Welcome to Clean Eve Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Jung. I'm a health promoter, meaning I promote all things health. After being chronically ill for seven years, told I would no longer walk, born with a genetic nerve condition, had chronic Lyme and Hashimoto's disease, I know what it's like to be sick, and I know what it's like to not have answers. I tried dozens of doctors and dozens of treatments, but in the end, I was able to heal myself naturally. And this podcast is to let you know that your body can heal. Welcome back to episode 20. Today, I really felt compelled to discuss something that I think everyone can relate to, and that is suffering. So we're going to call this episode, The Power of Suffering. Now you're probably thinking, power and suffering? Crystal, you don't get it. I'm dealing with a very serious sickness right now. I can't work. I'm in constant pain. My marriage is failing. Finances are low. How could there be any power in suffering? And you know what? I think that's a very good question. And that is a question that I have asked (laughs) many times. And it's probably because I suffered a lot. Anytime you go through physical suffering, or mental suffering, any type of suffering, actually, it it will make you ask really difficult questions. And those questions can really lead you to sorrow, loneliness, sometimes depression, and sometimes even addictions. And since I feel like I suffered so much, <laughs> physically and also emotionally, but let's start with the physical, you know, since I was chronically ill for seven years, I kind of want to let you in on my brain, what I was thinking when I was suffering and now what I think and what I believe after that type of suffering, the physical suffering ended because you may not be there yet. You may not be able to say, hey, I'm not physically suffering anymore or emotionally suffering anymore. And I kind of just want to share a little bit of, um, you know, my head, (laughs) what I thought during those years. Now, the physical suffering, I don't know if you listened to the first podcast, but I I go really in depth in, in the details of like my story. But it really started when I was pregnant with my second child, it was at the end of the pregnancy and my arms would just be on fire. And I thought it was carpal tunnel because I had a friend that had what's called pregnancy carpal tunnel. And it's, it's supposed to go away after your baby is born. And my OBGYN actually agreed with me and said, oh yeah, it's just pregnancy carpal tunnel. So after the baby is born, it should go away. We'll keep an eye on you. Well, it didn't go away. It got worse. It went to my feet, all the way to my legs. 
and honestly, it was the worst physical suffering I think I've experienced in my life because it was ongoing. It wasn't like I had a break, you know, like I even had my appendix, you know, I had to remove that. And that, that was painful. Don't get me wrong. That was really painful, but it wasn't like it was for, you know, days and it just, it was just no break at all. And it was like a level nine pain out of 10 and then sometimes 10. (laughs) So physically that can cause you to be exhausted, right? Because you're, you're just in so much pain. And then it's just this vicious cycle of exhaustion, pain, and then it gets to you emotionally. Emotionally, I couldn't do it anymore. I would just, it's like, I felt exhausted. I felt like I couldn't make it through the day. I remember just literally just crying out to God because I believe there is a God that made me and made you and I believe he loves us. So I thought, well, okay, if God loves me, I'm going to ask for his help. (laughs) And I know a lot of people who don't even necessarily have a relationship with God and they, they will cry out to God. I mean, you hear all the stories, you know, of people getting car crashes or something very traumatic happening with pain. And what do they do? They cry out to God, even if they haven't talked to him in a while, right? Or they don't have necessarily relationship or they don't even go to church. They don't do any of what religious acts, right? People cry out to God when they are in pain. That is typically what they do. And that is what I did. And that was a daily thing. And emotionally, it was very draining. But something deep, deep inside of me, and very small, okay, it felt very small. At that time, it felt like so small that like, you couldn't even see it. I had hope. Now, on the outside, didn't look like I had a lot of hope. But that small little hope was full of faith and full of love and full of, okay, there's a God. He loves me. I believe he's going to help me. I'm going to cry out to him. And I'm going to continually do this every single day. Now, you're probably thinking, if you don't believe in God, you're probably thinking, you're crazy. Why in the heck would you cry out to a God that's not helping you, right? Good question, right? <laughs> well, you got to hear the end of my story, but you definitely listen to episode one. And those are good questions. You're going to ask a lot of hard questions when you're suffering. And don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Don't be afraid to lean into that pain because we don't need to be in denial, right? We don't need lies in our life. We're already suffering. Face the facts. You are suffering. Whatever it is in your life, it it's not fun. And it's it's something that you need to be honest about and not try to cover up. That suffering produced action, okay? I didn't want to suffer in pain physically anymore. So I would start reading online people that healed their body naturally. What did they do? 
Then I stumbled upon Dr. Walls, who went from wheelchair to riding bikes. It was very encouraging to me. Then I found other individuals that were talking about diet changes. And I thought, well, the doctor can't help me. So I'm going to try to make these diet changes. And little by little, I would learn more and more. But what pushed me was the pain. If I didn't have the physical pain, then I, of course, I, I wouldn't look into, you know, changing my diet or trying to stop the pain. That pain produced action. And that action produced results, right? So I ended up walking a year later, ended up getting those pain levels down from doing diet change, acupuncture, massage, it was mainly diet, I will say, and stress levels, you know, lowering that, getting a good night's sleep. There was a lot of little things too. But my point is, is the suffering you're going through today, it feels like it's just suffering. There's nothing good from this, right? But it's producing action in your life already. You're listening to this podcast right now on suffering because you're suffering. That's an action. You are listening, actively listening, thinking, okay, what can this lady offer me? Is there any new knowledge she can give me? Any inspiration, right? You're seeking it out. And the fact that you're seeking it out is producing action and it's going to produce results. And I promise you, it will produce positive results. Right now, it doesn't feel that way. You may be lacking hope in your life right now. You may be lacking faith, right? That it's going to get better. But if you look on the other side of something in your life, in the past that you suffered through, I want you to ask this question. Is there any good that came from that suffering? Any good. Just try, try really hard. And that might be hard to ask if something very traumatic happened to you, like sexual abuse. Crystal, what good could come from that? I will try to share what good came from that in my own life. Because I have been a victim before. And I can tell you, one is, I'm compassionate for people that have been victims of that. That compassion makes me want to pray for people that are going through that, love people, be the extra help and support that they need. That's good. Number two, it has brought awareness. I am going to protect my children. I am going to teach them the signs of, you know, not trusting certain individuals, what to do in situations, what not to do. That produced is something positive. That's going to allow me to educate my children. So another thing I could say is that it brought me closer to God. You're thinking, what? How could that be? That's because it hurts so bad that I needed a healer. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, that healer 
was in Jesus Christ. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, you're getting religious now. Hey, this is my podcast and I am sharing you what worked for me. It transformed my life. Leaning in to the creator that made me, it just makes sense. If he made me, if I believe there's a God that made me and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to save me from all of my pains and sufferings, then me relying on him is so much easier for me than relying on just myself. Okay. Like when I was suffering through those years of physical pain, it, I could not make it if I was just relying on me trying to figure out how to get over this pain. Cause I tried everything, you know, I would eat celery stick the rest of my life if I had to, if that would take the pain away. I, the pain caused action. I've heard a quote before, and honestly, I don't know. I think people are miscommunicating, uh, saying it's C.S. Lewis. But they, the quote is, is, pain is God's microphone. And I think there's some truth to that. That pain produced action in my own life to get the results that I needed. And I relied on God to lead me to the right path. And he did. Because, you know, I still suffered off off and on, you know, with sickness. And I found out I had a chronic Lyme and Hashimoto's. And remember, I gave up. Remember, if you remember the first episode where I shared, I had tried everything and I was still suffering. With when they found out how to chronic Lyme, it was just getting worse. The treatment they were giving me. It, I just, it was, I remember calling my husband actually. I haven't shared this. And I remember I said, I have that feeling again, John. And he knew what that feeling was because I had told him before. I said, I feel like I'm dying. And that's, I just remember that feeling. It would come over me throughout the treatment of Lyme disease. I'm getting a little emotional. I had to take a break (laughs) because I remember what it's like to feel like you're dying. And I remember telling my husband, you know, you know, it's that feeling again, like I'm going to die. It was scary. And I still remember that feeling. And just thinking, God, help me. I want to be here for my kids. I don't want to just live sick. Suffering and pain. Not able to even read a book to my kids because I lost breath. I couldn't do it anymore. So I gave up. But I gave in too. I gave up on the treatment that that wasn't working. And I wanted to give in fully into this creator that made me. So I I told my husband, I, I'm stopping everything. It wasn't working, right? It was just maintaining sickness, right? It just wasn't working. And I told my husband that. And then I said, I just want to try you know, nothing, doing nothing and, and crying out to God to heal me. Because if God loves me, then I'm going to ask for just help. I, I, I got to surrender to him fully, like full surrender. 
And when I said that, it's almost like doors just open, right? Just huge door. And I met that European young man who shared that fasting um, healed him. And then that the whole rabbit trail of me, you know, studying it and finding it. And then it just went along with, you know, my faith. Okay, you know, I'm going to fast and I'm going to also pray to God to heal me. And then I discovered all the science of it. And then it just, it was amazing. And I ended up getting my healing that way. Now that I'm not suffering in that way anymore, I feel really strong. (laughs) Actually, when I overcame all the symptoms and I no longer was suffering after that first 10 day fast, and then I was just doing like five day water fast once a month, I felt like a brand new person. It was, it was so dramatically different that suddenly I became the most grateful person ever. I mean, I was constantly saying, thank you, God, for healing me. And today I am still doing that. It was just so, so dramatically different, you know, from feeling like I'm dying to feeling so much energy and hope. Like, I literally thought I could do anything then. I thought, if, if I can suffer so long, now I can do anything. Anything is easy, right? That's why they say work out in the morning because it's the hardest thing. Once you've done the hardest thing the first thing in the morning and it's done, everything about your day is easy, right? You're like, ah, oh, I already did it. Like today... I just did not want to work out. I just had one of those days. I was like, oh, I really don't want to. I could just skip it. But I suffered through, you know, that class. It was a tough class. And I did it. And then when I was done, I thought, great, I'm done. The hardest part of my day. Everything else is easy. You know, cleaning the kitchen. I hate cleaning the kitchen. (laughs) But that's easy compared to the exercise I just did or you know dealing with you know some sort of like errand that I don't want to do it you know like adult things like paying off a bill or (laughs) you know scheduling something or something that's not fun you know it's like the mundane task that you have to do right like cleaning a toilet it's like uh who wants to do that no one wants to do it right but it makes things easier You know what I found? I found people that have suffered a lot through like cancer, chronic Lyme, any, you just name it, any type of physical, uh, really hard sickness. Some of them end up doing the most amazing things after they recover. I know a guy that suffered with chronic Lyme disease, felt like he was going to die. And now he's, he's a millionaire, right? He has an entrepreneur spirit. He said that suffering he went through allowed him to become successful today. And I can think of so many other people that have battled cancer and survived. Think of those people you know, right? And they are just the most happiest, you know, vibrant people you meet. I challenge you, when you meet someone that is really happy, okay, Think of that person or the next time you meet someone, 
find out their story. Just go get coffee with them. Go on a walk. Ask them about their story. Hey, tell me about yourself. And you know what you're probably going to discover? You're not going to discover roses and flowers and life was easy and everything's just great. No, you're not. You know what you're going to discover? There was suffering in their life and they overcame the suffering and they came out on the other side and it made them stronger and it produced true joy. Joy despite the suffering. I always like to say you can choose to become bitter or you can choose to become better because I still fight today every so often not not as much as I used to the thought of wasted years look at all those years you wasted look how you made your husband suffer those thoughts in my head you know my husband had to suffer through that look at all that money that was wasted thousands and thousands of dollars that did not produce health for me and that that honestly that can be really hard for me sometimes when I think about all the money that we put toward my body and I got zero results with it. And I think of, hey, if I had that money today, you know, I could pay off our house and and have a little wiggle room, right? <laughs> so that thought does come to me every so often. Or the thought of, Wasted years. Oh, all those years I could have done this. I could have done that. You know, just wasted time. And you know what? I try not to think too long on that thought. Instead, I think of, but look what that suffering produced. What did it produce? It produced major compassion. If I meet someone in public or or even privately, you know, in a group of people and they're sharing some physical ailment they're going through. I'm the person that will stop and really listen to what they're going through. Why? Because I can feel that pain they're going through. I see it in their eyes. I see how it's bothering them. And they just want it to end. And it bothers me so much when I see someone suffer through physical pain, sickness, illness because I know what it feels like you feel like you're alone because you're the one that is going through this and you know there's one or two things that I do the first thing is yep I'm not that weirdo that will say can I pray with you (laughs) I've even prayed with a girl in Aldi before (laughs) yeah I did I remember she was telling me she was she was going through some suffering. I think it was like a cancer diagnosis. I'm trying to think who it was. It was so many years ago. And I said, can I pray with you? And she's like, oh, yeah. So I stopped her and we prayed in the middle of Aldi. Because I can't handle it. I have to do something for you. I can't just say, oh, I'll be praying for you. Nope, I have to do it right then in the middle of the grocery store. Because I want that person to know, number one, I really do care. And number two, I really do believe that God can help you because he helped me. I have hope because I've been 
on the other side and I've also been on the side of, of, of finding the freedom from the suffering and finding out that all that suffering years and years built a huge compassion in my heart. And number two, it created clean Eve. And that makes me want to cry. The messages that I get from you, they make me cry. When you say, hey, you know, I'm dealing with this and I just wanted you to know that I'm getting results because I did this now. Or thank you so much, Crystal. You've given me hope. Crystal, you understand. Thank you. I'm going to go try to find a, a functional med doctor. Thank you for sharing that. That's why my motto now is to use my suffering for other people's success. I don't know. It, it just is so gratifying. It's almost like, you know, you've been gypped. <laughs> you ever feel gypped about something in your life? Is there anything in your life you feel gypped about? And you kind of want payback, <laughs> right? I want payback for the suffering I went through. So if I can get it through helping someone else, oh, it feels really good. Because I haven't made any money off of Clean Eve. Not, not one brand deal has been made, okay? I ha I'm not there yet, right? I'm not at a place where I'm making money off of Clean Eve. Now, it is taking a lot of my time, hours and hours and hours. And eventually, yeah, maybe I could. And I will. I probably, yes, I will. But the greatest payment when I'm feeling kind of like, oh, I'm going to have to do the podcast. I don't feel like doing it today. Or I don't feel like posting on social media. Oh, is this really worth it? Like, I'll have that thought. Am I really making an impact? I remember the day before I was going to start my podcast, I thought, oh, I don't really know if my story is that great. Uh, you know, all these thoughts, maybe I shouldn't share. It's a little too much. It's kind of crazy. You know, all these things in my head and I did it. And then I'll get that DM from someone in Scotland or England telling me how encouraging I was to them. That's my payment. That's the money that I'm getting. That's my, okay, keep on doing clean eat. It is working. Apparently someone out there is being impacted by it. Because honestly, I have no way of knowing if clean Eve is producing any good that I'm wanting it to, unless I get a review on this podcast, like on Apple, it allows reviews. And then I'm like, oh, well, good. It's making an impact apparently, you know, on 10 people. <laughs> I'm like, yay, it makes me happy. Or if I get an email or a DM on my Instagram. So that's the only way I know. And that has kept me doing Clean Eve for I think it's now it's been a year, a little over a year. Yeah. Which is great. Which is, you know, encouraging to me <laughs> that I'm I'm still doing it. And I just want you to know the suffering you're going through today, it sucks. And it feels like there's nothing good coming from it. 
but I want you to hold on to that tiny little bit of hope. It could be so small, okay? And once you get out on the other side, you're going to realize how huge it was. When you're in it, it feels like you have no hope, even though it's like really tiny. It's producing some action. You're listening to the podcast of someone that suffered, (laughs) right? Tiny little hope. But in the end, when I look back, I realized, wow, I was really strong. It's easy for you to have hope and joy and peace when everything is going great, right? It's easy because everything's going great. Oh, life is great. I'm so happy. All is well because I don't have any money problems. I don't have any physical problems. I have great friends and family. My relationships are great. That's easy to be happy and be joyful. You know what's hard? Is choosing hope when everything around you sucks. That's difficult. And if you're like me, a person of faith, you could say the same thing about belief in God. It's easy to believe in a God that loves you and created your body and takes care of you when everything is great. But it's really hard to believe in a God when things are rough and tough. And that's why for me, it's like, well, how, how big is my faith? And now that I'm on the other side, I was like, wow, my faith was a lot bigger than I thought. Because I made it on the other side. And I'm the type of person, I want my money back for all the suffering. Also emotional suffering. Things I've been through in my life that I shouldn't have went through. Like I said, like, you know, sexual abuse or, or anything, okay? Anything big, small. I want good to come from it. And I do not want to end up being an old lady that is bitter and grouchy and shuts everyone off and always talking about my pains and suffering and how my money's bad. You know those people, right? You know, That neighbor, that old lady that shuts herself out, doesn't talk to anyone. She's mean. She yells at kids because they're, you know, running on their lawn. And she talks about how she's ill all the time and sick. We don't want to end up old and lonely and bitter. We want to end up like that little old lady that is joyful, that has a sparkle in her eyes when you see her, that has a good story to share, right? That gives the best hugs. And you, and you just want to be around that little old lady, right? That's the grandma you want. You know, you're like, oh, I love her. That's how I want to age. I want to age with grace. And, and when I'm old, to be a beautiful woman that is just pleasant to be around. And I know that's probably what you want, too. So be encouraged through the suffering that you're going through today, that it is going to produce strength. Think about the gym. When you go to the gym and you start lifting weights, it is not fun. It is so painful. It's the worst. You're thinking, why am I causing pain in my life? But a couple weeks later, 
You see that popping muscle? You're like, what? Oh, hey, look at that. Or you start feeling better. Start feeling the rush of exercise. It's like the after effect. In the beginning or during exercise, it does not feel good. I just finished working out. It did not feel good during my exercise. It wasn't like, yay, this is great. I love it. But now I'm I'm recording this podcast and I feel good. It's over with and I have a little energy. I got the circulation moving in my body. The blood's flowing, going to the different parts of my body. I'm happy. And that is the same with suffering emotionally in any other way. You want to find a pain that you produce to get rid of the pain you're going through today. Whether it be exercise, you're you're going to commit, okay, I'm going to start walking four blocks a day. That is painful. And I'm choosing this pain to get rid of the pain of feeling groggy and my body just aches because you need to get that blood flowing. Okay. Or maybe it's social interaction. You are alone and you need social interaction. Maybe you need to get involved in something in your local community. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's a church group. Maybe it's a women's group. Maybe it's a men's group. Maybe it's people that like to go kayaking. Maybe it's people that just get together with their dogs at a dog park. (laughs) Find your people. Put yourself out there. It's painful. You're thinking, oh, maybe they won't like me. Oh, it's awkward. I don't want to meet weird people. Go through that suffering so you can gain maybe that friend that you would never had got if you hadn't have put yourself out there. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to choose a pain to get over the pain that you're going through. And that's definitely true when it comes to some sort of physical ailment. The great thing about suffering is that what it did is build perseverance and strengthen you. So you've got to use that strength to now get what you need in life to get rid of that pain. So I had to suffer through changing my diet, learning new things, water only fasting, all these different things I did to produce results. But if I hadn't suffered through all the pain of physical ailments and, you know, symptoms, I wouldn't have had enough strength to suffer through a water-only fast, changing my diet, learning new things. That's like the number one question I get. How in the world could you do a water fast and suffer through no food for 10 days? Well, there's nothing new. I already was suffering. 10 days is easy compared to seven years, right? It's like, oh, finally I felt empowered. I'm choosing the pain. I'm creating the pain to get what I want, which is healing to rebuild my immune system. So for me, it was empowering because I was finally taking control of the pain that was in my life versus just pain happening to me. So there is power in your suffering. It put you through boot camp and you are strong. You are a strong individual. You already went through boot camp. Now use that strength that you can overcome whatever you went through 
to obtain what you need today. Thanks for listening today. I am honored that you are my guest and I hope you walk away encouraged. You can subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a good review if you'd like. Share with a friend that needs encouragement. You can follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Clean Eve. And please be encouraged to know that your body can heal. The information on this podcast is not medical advice. Please do not make any changes to your health or stop any medication without talking to a medical professional first.